Okay, guys, so obviously there is massive, massive spoilers coming your way in about five seconds. We're going to talk. If you have anything to say, I do have my phone out, so you can let me know. Nah, whatever. You can't see that I have my phone out. But let us know, and we can you know, talk about what some of the things you liked from the episode. Um, it's fun watching it with Mallory every week. And our recap. <sighs> Quick breeze over. Mando lands on a terrible planet, apparently. With a bunch of frickin' Mon Calamari and Corin. Koran? I don't know. I feel like it's not supposed to be too much like the Middle Eastern Bible. The Koran. The Koran. There you go. I was like, ugh, they have such a weird name. Which makes sense. They live together all the time. Um, blah, blah, blah. We see Sasha Banks hanging out. And surprise, surprise, she's not Sabine. Which makes sense. I know Mallory's thrilled. And... Blah, 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 Mandalor uh, Mando meets some Mandalorians. And one of them, of course, is the amazing and ever-wonderful Bo-Katan. And there's a little bit of an issue about, you know, helmets versus no helmets there. And then she's like, hey, by the way, I have this buddy. Her name's Ahsoka. Go find her. Bye. And that's basically how the episode ends. And you're like, what the hell? And you're just pretty much just swearing at John the entire time. Like, this should have been an hour, you bastard. So that's basically what happens in this episode. Uh -huh. I know you're happy about that, right? See, I thought everyone kind of flipping out about it. I was like, just because she has purple hair doesn't mean she's Sabine. And I thought that was like everyone's only connection. They're like, she has purple hair, Sabine. And I was like, Guys, guys, there's other people in the world. You can have purple hair without being Sabine. But I, was, I still think there's a chance we see Sabine. But, yeah, I kind of... Th you know, I... But I just want Sabine to be with... You can't hear Mallory? Why the hell can't you hear Mallory? That doesn't make sense. Oh, that's why. <gasps> there we go. You were muted. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, you can talk now, apparently. Okay, yes. Well, I'll start over then. Mm -hmm. For everyone who's wondering, um, Sasha Banks' character, her name is Costa Reeves. And we don't know much about her, clearly, first episode. But it is not Sabina. There you go. That's her name spelled Costca. It's kind of weird. Um, and then if you are trying to find her in the uh, credits, it's not listed as Sasha Banks which makes sense. Sasha Banks is the wrestling title. Um, that's not her real name. Her name is Mercedes Vernado. So that's what she's listed on under the credits if you're trying to spot her. But like we were saying, you know, just because she has purple hair doesn't mean she had to be Sabine. I still think we might see Sabine, but she needs to be with Ahsoka because for all the rebel diehards out there, they need to be tracking down Ezra. And that's clearly Mallory. And I... I just really want Sabine to be in it because I like the segue into a possible Rebel spin-off series about the New Republic, about Ezra, about Thrawn, blah, blah, blah. The, that needs to be wrapped up in some way, and I think that Mando, Mando meeting up with Ahsoka is just a perfect segue into it, because it will bring it more into the, uh, more into everyone's viewpoint, you know. Just like, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels have always been less watched than the the movies and now Mandalorian might be even more watched than the movies actually so it would definitely bring it into the 
general public's view, you know, the showing who Sabine is and stuff like that. So I do hope that we can see her at some point. But I did enjoy Sasa Banks' character. I thought she was pretty, like, she had, like, a cool demeanor about her. She seemed pretty badass, too. I am kind of halfway through the episode where they were going with it. As, like, even before Bo-Katan showed up, I'm like, it's going to be Bo-Katan, and she's going to tell him to go find Ahsoka. I don't know, I just had that feeling. But I think because that Bo-Katan was in this, I definitely, and now Ahsoka, I definitely feel like Sabine is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like they're going to give us something as to what all the rebel diehards want. That seems fair. That does seem fair. And I thought it was kind of fun. I know a lot of people have been monitoring Katie Sackhoff's um, Twitter feed and stuff like, because she posted something today like, this is going to be good. And everyone's like, ooh, what? Just say you're in it already. We know you are. So that that has been fun. And yeah, I do think it just makes sense. I, I know when we were watching it, Mallory and I were like, Ahsoka, like, because you just knew once you saw Bo-Katan, you're like, okay, she's going to say, we're either I'm going to take you to Ahsoka, or we're going to go to Ahsoka. Or, here's her here's their address, go say hi for me, you know. Like, that was going to happen just from the, like, as soon as you saw her, you're like, that's what this episode's about. I, like, literally, as soon as that happened, I, like, pulled up my controller, and I'm, like, checking, I'm like, dang it, there's only, like, 17 minutes left in the episode. Ah, oh, crap, she's, we don't get to see Ahsoka. Damn it. So that was like, you know, just like the first thing I'm checking, like, oh, we don't have enough time. But it's cool because I'm thinking we pretty much get our next episode, right? Imagine. I hope, I hope we don't have another like crash landing episode. That would just piss me off. One's totally fine, and it was kind of cute to see the little tadpoles grow up in this episode. But like, but I, oh my gosh, I will freaking go. To Favreau's house and be like, what the hell did you do to me if, if we get another crash landing? And so Sika is on the planet Caladan in, in the city of Corvus, which is a forest planet. Um, I can only imagine that Seabird wouldn't break those stops in their journey to find those because it's literally like beginning of their journey. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting because we don't have any um, all those words they okay, Corvus exists in Battlefront two, that's the campaign. Um Iden's flagship is the Corvus, um, which is named after the planet most likely, but there's no other recollection in Star Wars right now for Corvus, you can't even so it's not a planet we've heard of, but Mandalorian has been really good besides Tatooine, with always coming up with new planets. So it's not really surprising that we're getting Ahsoka to be on another planet. Um, I like looked a lot for that. It's like, come on, it's got to be somewhere. There's got to be some obscure Legends reference, but nothing I can find, so not really surprised about that. Um, there's nothing on anything about that. Oh, the other guy, there's another guy in it. His name is Axe Wolves. Wolves? He's the other Mandalorian. He's the other Mandalorian. Don't know anything about him. Oh, Bryce Dallas um, Howard, she was the director. Which is cool. She directed episode four or six. I don't remember. She does the one. 
Oh, it's probably four. Yeah, it's four. Um, she does the one. Yeah. So she directed the one that was all. Okay. Um, she directs the one that's where they go to the farmland and we meet Cara Dune for the first time, and you know they protect people. So that was her episode in the first season. Um, cool to have her back. I thought this one was overall just an amazing episode. It was very well directed. All the shots were cool. I like the cool, like I, I really enjoyed the pan, like the panning shots of the hallways on the ship. I thought that was like a really cool like kind of view, and it was kind of cool to see Mando's like so used to doing things all by himself, right? You could really see the precision of the team versus like kind of Mando like being left out a little bit when they're like you know making their way across the halls. Master Dog says they did a service for the Quran by having there because they're all pathetic in the Clone Wars, but the Mandalorian, they're all big and buff. <laughs> they ain't messing around. Yeah, but they should die for trying to kill Baby Yoda. What the hell was that about? I forgot about that. Like when he was like, hey, have you ever seen one of these? It? Yeah, you should get up nice and close. I was like, don't you? Mm -mm, mm -mm, don't you do this to me. Freaking shove Baby Yoda in. I was like, what the hell? I did think it was kind of weird that he was, like, gasping for air. You know, uh, when he goes under. I mean, I, j I guess I just don't know how well, like, all that that's all sealed and stuff. Because, you know, like, if, it, if there's no sort of sealing on it, like, that would suck. Because your mouth is theoretically then, you know, needs oxygen from down here instead of up here. So, like, that'd be a really weird angle. So that's just, like, a good question about how does that all work out for, you know. Does he have climate control up in there? I just, I just want to know. You know, like if we're gonna have to start wearing masks because of, because of COVID, and you know we're all gonna get into Mandalorian armor, I just want AC because it's really hot in Arizona. I want climate control in my Mandalorian suit. That's all I'm saying. If that makes sense. Um, okay, Moff Gideon made an appearance, and he was brutal as always. So not really Do you think they're going to go that. into the dark saber? Do you think Boba Jones is going to come back and they're going to go search the dark saber? So that's clearly what Bo-Katan's doing, right? She's like, no, nah, I just need the dark saber because she's all about establishing um, their way on Mandalore again. That seems to be her plan. Oh, sidetrack. Um, they call Mando Child of the Watch, clearly an allusion to, or alluding to Death Watch, right? That, that would be the only thing. There's nothing else that really has. Like, Child of the Watch is not a phrase that you hear in Star Wars. So, um, I, I'm thinking that's clearly an allusion to the fact that Mando's specific creed that he follows is Death Watch. And if I'm not mistaken, the Mandalorians that rescue him have a Death Watch patch on them in Season 1. So, further confirming that Death Watch and... Um, the Mandalorians, led by Bo-Katan, have really split apart and, you know, are kind of like warring factions again. She, she calls them something else. She calls them evil, the ways of the something. There's a certain name. They're not called Death Watch. They're not... Right. You know, they're not called Clan Bizla. So... Because that's what she calls them as a child of the Watch, which doesn't really make... You know, because we just don't have a lot to go off of. I'm just thinking it's likely, you know, alluding to that because I don't really have a whole lot. But then that's, I guess, just what I was going with with the Bo-Katan. I think, you know, 
again, like Rebels does such a great job of this, of really highlighting the importance of the Darksaber and what it means to the Mandalorian people. I guess even, you know, when Maul takes the Darksaber, his like thing is like, you know, I'm the rightful heir, I have the Darksaber, by definition, you know, you really can't have, you really can't be all pissed at me. And I think Sabine and him have a little bit of a discussion about what that means and stuff. But it does seem like Bo-Katan's still on that. We need to reunite all of the Mandalorian people, and the only way to do that is under the banner of the Darksaber. So I can't imagine we're gonna we're we're done with that storyline. But we only have okay. We have five more episodes, right? Four, five, six, seven, eight. Which just doesn't seem like enough to cover all these things, because the next one's Ahsoka, right? And then what's Ahsoka going to be like, hey, I found you, now let's go help Bo-Katan. That seems like too flippy-floppy. Like, we need to have two, at least two episodes dedicated to whatever we're doing with Ahsoka. Which I don't know what that's going to be. <sighs> um, so, will we go back to the Darksaber? I mean, I know that um, Moff Gideon is in this episode more. Um, that was alluded to pretty heavily in the off-season of The Mandalorian. So, I don't know, when when or when are we coming back to Bo-Katan and the Darksaber? Because that's definitely a, a feature of this, ep of this season. It's going to be like a season finale. A season finale? I think he's going to go back. After he drops off the child, I think he's going to go back, help him out. And so are we, saying, are we saying goodbye to Baby Yoda for, for the season? We're going to put her in a Soka yeah. put him in a Soka daycare? I mean, yeah, if you think about it, that's the only purpose that Ahsoka serves in this series. I mean, it's not called Mandalorian and the Baby Yoda. It's not called Mandalorian and the Child. It's called the Mandalorian. I don't know. Have you seen this thing? This is a marketing genius. You can't get rid of this. My theory no. is... Okay, I guess, do you think Ahsoka will take the kid? Because I'm kind of getting... I'm no Jedi vibes is kind of what's going to happen. I found you. I'm supposed to give this to a Jedi. Well, I'm not a Jedi. Well, shit. <laughs> like that's. What... He's gonna be like, what? And then she's gonna be like, well, I can take you to a Jedi. And he's like, I've already done this crap though. I think you can go one of two ways. I think you can do that. Is either she just says, I'm not a Jedi. I can't take him. I'm not gonna train him. I think she's gonna pull down a path that Luke kind of is like, this isn't. Mm -hmm. Like the last Jedi Luke kind of is. She's like, this isn't. Right, like he, I'm not gonna train him to be a Jedi, and he's either gonna stay with Mando, or he's like, okay, if you really want him, go find so and so. Right. So and who's so and so? Luke Skywalker. You think it's Luke? I don't. Mm -hmm. I I feel like this is how you segue into Ezra for no reason whatsoever. I don't want that. I think that's too much crossing, personally, because I think exactly. you need to keep the Thrawn and Ezra storyline separate from the Mandalorian storyline. Exactly. And, like, my fear with this is they've already brought in Boba Fett, Cobb Vance, um, Bo-Katan, and Ahsoka. That's four people that were already rumored, and I feel like if we bring in any more, it's just going to be a fan service. And right. I don't want the Mandalorian to turn into a fan service. I want it to be the Mandalorian help characters that actually pertain to the storyline. Yeah, I don't want to throw... Like, yeah, you have to be careful because I think the baby really throws such a wrench into it, you know, like, just being like, what do you do with him? Because 
I think the best option for the show is you have to have Baby Yoda be Baby Mando. Like, that's the best option, because the other options are just involving too much of the Jedi, and you don't want to train him. I mean, first of all, he's a freaking toddler, so, like, I think we, I think we stopped doing Yoda that. Can you imagine Yoda? The dude who's going to grow up to be 900 years old, pissed off dude, and have a fight with R2 with a stick, looking like this. I just, I feel like if they bring in, I think the only character that actually makes sense to bring in at this point is Sabine. And even mm-hmm. then, that's still iffy because, it, like I said, like this is this is the Mandalorian. This is supposed to be a fan service, and I don't want it to become that because the Mandalorian is such a good storyline. But if they just keep bringing in all these characters, it's not going to be good. True, but well, we know Cara Dune has to make another appearance again and grief Karga. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting how this all has to fit. He still has the child when he does that. Yes. And the so mithril, the, the, the blue dude. Ahsoka's not going to take him. Stupid Ahsoka. I'm no Jedi. Stop it! I'm going to two lightsabers all the time. She's not stupid, but her no Jedi crap could hurt the baby. Just kidding. Training the Jedi. Training the baby could hurt the baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Because, like, I think the hardest part, and honestly, this is, like, weird. He made the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda made the Mandalorian. And he also ruined it. Without him, this would be such, you know... Without this, without Baby Yoda, we're like, I just want to see Manda going on all these solo missions and kicking ass and meeting up with other Mandalorians and woohoo, hoorah, right? But then, as soon as he comes on the show, anytime he does that, like in Chapter 5, when he goes on like that ship, and it's like everything you would have ever wanted before Episode 1, right? You're like, no, 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 you need to, you need to watch over the kid. You need to watch over the kid. What the hell are you doing, right? So it's like, it's such a struggle because it seems like, it seems to me what this, what I want the show to happen is I want it to go down the dark saber route. I want it, I want Sabine Renan because I think Sabine is kind of slightly inseparable from the dark saber. Even though, even though it's not maybe rightfully hers because she gave it to Bo-Katan, but I still think she has like a lot of history with it. So I think I would like to see her. And then I think, you know, she's, she's an obscure enough character for many people that I think it's good. You know, I don't want Boba Fett to become a staple of this show. I'm honestly super happy knowing he's alive, and I think we could probably much cut it there. But I want it to be, you know, go down the Darksaber, and I want it to be the Mandos versus the versus the Empire, and just, you know, some kick-ass missions. But at the same point, it's just so hard to figure out what to do with that when obviously a huge storyline factor is what to do with the kid. I just, I think, I'm going to make this prediction now. I think it's going to go... I think Ahsoka is going to say, well, I'm not a Jedi, I'm not going to train him, and she's going to go the full route that Luke did, not like isolation, but mm-hmm. she's like, I'm, the, the Jedi's no more, Right. and then bringing them back isn't going to do anything, because if anyone's going to be the one that's strong enough to actually realize that other than Luke, it's going to be Ahsoka. Right. 100%. So I think that's exactly what's going to happen, because I mean, like, like we just figured out, he has the child that he goes to see Cara Dune. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's going to say no. She's going to take care of the kid. And I don't think even Baby Yoda's going to want to leave him. You know, I don't think so either. They have. He's not going to want to leave. Yeah. 
calling it now. I agree. I don't think I don't think Ahsoka's gonna take the kid. Um, my only question is, will Ahsoka tag along, or what's Ahsoka's? No. What you know? What mm-hmm. is a, what is Ahsoka's? We're gonna get to Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's gonna say, either A, I'm not a Jedi, so I don't count, or B, the Jedi aren't a thing anymore. Um, I think it's, I think it's gonna be both. The Jedi aren't a thing anymore. Let's move on. Um, just take care of the kid. He's fine in your hands. Type of deal, right? So if that happens, I don't, I guess the question is like, where do you go from there? You know, like there has to, there, you know, we need more, we need something to propel us onto the next stage. And that's. I think they should leave it there. I don't think she she should have any more involvement. Like as much as I love Ahsoka. I mean, she's one of my favorite characters. She's in my top three. Mm-hmm. I love Ahsoka with my, every fiber of my being. But I don't think she has a prominent role in the series. No, I think she should not have a prominent role. No, That'd be re- I don't irresponsible. Think adventures. Mm-mm. Like, it's not it. It's I think not. she should go off into her Rebels spinoff show. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly where she's like, I have a job to do right now. Mm-hmm. And that job isn't training them, it's finding someone. I yep. think that's what it should be. I think that's then... what it should be. Because I can't train him, you have to take him. I have a job to do. And then the problem is, so the other options are Ezra and Luke, basically. Those are the only real Jedi kind of left standing at this point. Well, I guess Cal Kestis theoretically could be alive, or he could die in the sequel to that. That's an option. But Luke Skywalker isn't training Jedi right now. He's literally just going around the universe finding artifacts. Um, He doesn't take Kylo Ren for another about seven years as an apprentice. So... Okay, Ben Solo is an apprentice, whatever. Um, so it's really kind of interesting because there aren't going to be any other Jedis besides Ahsoka. So when Ahsoka says no, which we're pretty much guaranteeing that Ahsoka will say, sorry, can't do, good luck with the kid, that it's going to just be, we're going to need to find some ridiculously cute Beskar armor for Baby Yoda is really all I think the next option is. But I think maybe the cool our cool spin, and here's where, I, here's where I think it goes. We go to Ahsoka, maybe we do like one and a half episodes with Ahsoka, and Sabine's in maybe the second episode, or maybe the first one, just you know, hanging out with, maybe she's doing little flight missions, trying to figure out you know some information, gathering information on Ezra, but she comes back, and you know, she gets a call from Bo-Katan like, hey, we've located the Darksaber, it's on planet X, I need your help to come get it. And, you know, Ahsoka's already like, hey, we can't, this isn't my fight, I have things to do. So Sabine might take Mando to the fight. And that's how you're going to get into your season finale. Or, you know, she, we just don't see Sabine. But I kind of don't think we won't, I don't know. I feel like she, I don't know. I think she makes an appearance, but who knows. If we're looking at timeline-wise, it makes sense that Sabine and Ahsoka are together because mm-hmm. Sabine leaves five years after the Empire, after the collapse of the second Death Star, to go search for Ezra. And, mm-hmm. and it's 9 ABY right now. That's only four years. So either they're already, they've already found him, mm-hmm. or they're still looking for him. Right. So. I thought we're basically just coming down to the Rebels timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Just like, <laughs> this show's basically just 
Dave Filoni's just sitting there going, well, I wrote this other show. And Favreau's like, interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, Master Yoda, the officers, the Empire officers with the cult vibes, long live the Empire. Yeah, that was very like, I was like, oh, this is hardcore. That was creepy, but that was awesome. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think the shock. He commits suicide via shock thing in his teeth. And I'm like 95% sure I've read that in a Star Wars book somewhere in Legends. And I don't remember where it is. So I might have to look that up. But I thought that was so cool. This episode was freaking fantastic. This is probably in my... It was so good, and the music was I, phenomenal in this episode, I thought. And then, just like the vibe this planet gave off, the planet was called Trask, right? Just gave off some super sick vibes. I don't know why, but it just seemed really cool. It gave me... Um, I don't even know. Kind of like... can't even compare it to anything it just seemed really cool it seemed like it had like a kind of a neat like life like it you know kind of summon it it's very interesting we're like you know fisher world mm-hmm. what if baby Yoda so grows up and it explains kind of what the planet is like mm-hmm. oh. it's definitely interesting i mean it was such a cool episode definitely had its dark moments it was cool seeing mandalorians just be super badass it was good to see Mandalorians and being Mandalorians. hmm Yeah. I'm just happy now that I don't have to explain to, like, other people why. Yes! <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> to take off his helmet. Um, it will be interesting to see how this develops, because I know some people are wondering, okay, well, the Purge clearly happens post-Rebels, right? Post-the-Rebels mm-hmm. timeline. So maybe if the purge that Mando's talking about and stuff like that. And, you know, where all the best car, you know, goes away. All these bad things where presumably where Moff Gideon gets the Darksaber, right? I know some people are speculating maybe that kind of drove the rest of the Mandalorians and even Bo-Katan and Sabine to actually start wearing their helmets all the time as a way of kind of disguising their numbers. I know that was like a common theory going around, but this pretty much disproves it and says that people who are child children of the Watch presumably... The people who had broken off originally, the bad guys, the the bad Mandalorians, were, um, is what, who raised Mando. Or Din Djarin, I guess. True, though they seem to absolutely hate the Empire currently. So no, I, I'm, just, I'm just quoting from the mm, Yes, but it is kind of interesting because we do have... The people we're assuming we're prescribing to be the people who trained Mando are these are the original Mandalorians who were partnered with the Empire, you know. So it is kind of interesting how much obviously they hate the Empire. Well, both clans hate the Empire, so assuming the Purge actually might just be the Empire turning on the Children of the Watch. We saw a little bit of that in Rebels, and I think they wiped out the Mandalorians with the Duchess. I think they mm. were able to recreate the Duchess and wipe out all the Mandalorians. You want to explain what the Duchess is to people who haven't seen Rebels? Yes, okay. <laughs> For everyone who hasn't known, the Duchess is a weapon designed by Sabine Wren that can basically disintegrate Beskar in Mandalorian armor. 
and everything that is touched by the Duchess is turned to ash. Mm -hmm. So the really impressive part about this, and um, Sabine was doing it as she was an Imperial cadet, so you know she was working for the Empire, um, as many people were, right, caught up in it, and the idea that was so bad is it would target specifically this Beskar armor, and it would just kill Mandalorians only, so you could safely deploy it around dozens and thousands, however many stormtroopers, regular people, and it would only touch those wearing Beskar, which, of course, is only Mandalorians. So, and it was kind of messed up that, of course, Sabine made a weapon that only targeted her own people, but, and they end up sabotaging it in Rebels, and, you know, I think they turn it on the, they turn it the other way, so they will actually kill some stormtroopers with it before officially destroying the machine for good, hoping that no one could ever recreate Sabine's design. So, if they were able to do that, then if they're able to recreate this machine, that would clearly explain why the Mandalorians have such a hatred for the Empire, regardless of who they were during the, the reign of the Empire. And then also the scarcity of Beskar that we're seeing in this um, in this timeline right now. So, Which I think, I think that honestly makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. Like, no Beskar, no Mandalorian. What's one way to eradicate both? The Duchess. Yep. And it would make a lot of sense with Moff Gideon. You know, he's clearly a brilliant tactician who's um, very much into building, you know, getting the job done correctly. You know, we don't know a lot about him, but he seems to... Hmm. When I think of Moff Gideon, I think of Grand Admiral Thrawn. When I think of uh, even Tarkin, you know, I think of these three distinctive characters who all have their own sort of thing but are all brilliant tacticians in their own way. And I think, you know, that probably was part of Gideon's was this technology and understanding your enemy, very almost reminiscent of Thrawn as well, and which would make them both lethal um, opponents to Mandalorian. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how this is developed. And I wonder if we'll see the Duchess. I sure as hell hope not, because that would be bad. <laughs> But it's so freaking awesome. But it would be so cool. But it'd be so bad. It'd be so bad. There's no good way that could go. But so cool though. Basically, this episode was fantastic because one, it was badass. It was so fun to watch. It progressed the story. Bo-Katan made her first official live action appearance. Mando was a badass. We don't have to explain why people take on and off their helmets again, uh, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, it just set up so much. It was such the perfect episode. It was great to watch. a lot of doors. And yeah, we could probably spend another hour just guessing where this is going to go and we'll probably be wrong for most of it. But fantastic episode. I would probably rank it in my top five. I, don't, I know there's only 11, but like so far it was, I just really enjoyed it. Bryce Dallas Hart Howard did a fantastic job directing it. Well written, of course, John and Filoni. Fantastic, both y'all's. Favreau and Filoni, I don't know. John and David, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Started out with John and then it went Filoni. <laughs> Whatever, Favreau and Filoni. Double Fs, I don't, I don't know. A dynamic duo we never knew we wanted. Yeah, we didn't know how much they were going to be amazing together, but oh my gosh, like, 
that I want them to be president of Lucasfilm and the world. I don't I don't even care. Supreme Dictator Favreau. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so let us know what you guys think. Um, and of course, be careful about spoilers until Monday. That's when pretty much most of the world goes haywire with spoilers. If you want to chat without concern, we have our Discord that you can check out and you can be all chatty captain there. We have special spoiler channels so you can hang out with us and talk in the Discord without fear of pissing anyone off. But also, if any of your friends haven't seen this, like just hold them down and make them watch it. It's only like 30 minutes and 28 seconds or something like. And if you hit the skip, you know, preview or skip the recap thing, it's probably like 27 minutes. So hopefully you're in for a long episode next week. That'll be. But thanks for joining us, everybody. And I hope you have a wonderful evening, day. And we'll catch you next week on our 